Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. They call me Storm. They call me Storm. Storm. Electric ladies gonna scream out loud. And welcome, Internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, the Captain Kirk of the Spaceship. And I'm here on Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek, as always, joined by the lovely Tatiana King Jones, also known as the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Lambo Calrissian, also known as the Stiletto Stunner. Nice. And in the third seat, Chico Leo, <laughs> the Afro-cheeked Wookiee from Brooklyn. <laughs> Once again, in the summer heat, dealing yes, with right, it. right, dealing with it. Yeah. yeah, how you dealing with it, man? You have a lot of facial hair, dude. Yeah, no, it's a lot of running in the pump and in the fire hydrant and then shaking it <laughs> off. And uh, that's why it smells like a wet dog in here. Oh. That's me. <laughs> it's the mildew on my fur. It explains everything. Gross. Well, like I said before, this is Fan Bros Show, and we got a huge show tonight. So much to talk about. A room full of people. Shit. The spaceship is packed tonight. Spaceship is lit. Twitter is lit. The internet's lit. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a lot going it's on. too but much. <laughs> before we get to that, Tatiana, who is in the spaceship tonight? All right, like you said, we have a lot of people in here. I'm going to run them down right now. We got Mr. Rob Markman, Damian Scott, a.k.a. Mosh0110. Welcome to the spaceship. Thank you. Thank Welcome. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Mosh0110, that's like a binary code? Uh, a computer yeah, binary code? It, it's something like that. It's, um, it's kind of just like my secondary name, like my street name. Something like got you. That. Cool. So now that I introduce you guys, just tell the folks a little bit about yourselves, Mosh. Um, what am I say? I'm I'm an artist from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, I work for Marvel and DC Comics primarily. Dope. Drawing the big guns, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman on occasion. So, but I paint on the side. That's what I do. So you illustrate in terms of what, like, do you pencil? Do you do color? Like, yeah, pretty much I pencil. I do all the storytelling. You know, cover illustrations and stuff like that every now and then. Dope, dope, dope. And Mr. Markman. Yeah, um, Rob Markman from um, MTV News, um, senior editor at MTV News, so I write, I report over there at MTV. And then, um, you know, I got a podcast, too, the Red Light Special with uh, my co-host Kristen Horrell, of course, on Loudspeakers Network. Of course. You know I mean? So, you know, that's where it's popping at, but Red Light Special is an R&B podcast, and then I do the hip-hop stuff over at um you know, MTV. Yeah, and so you report yeah. on specifically hip-hop on MTV? What yeah, else? Yeah, um, I mean, we could report on anything. Um mm-hmm. But mostly hip hop. Hip hop is my beat. But you know, if if you know Justin Bieber strips down naked and there's no one else to write it, <laughs> which which didn't that just happen? That yeah, did sure just did. happen. I didn't write the story though. That wasn't me. <laughs> that did. I missed that one. This dude was like Coppertone baby up in the island somewhere, ass out, just ass out. Look, having a great old time. Hey, live it up, Bieber. Man, listen. Because I missed that because there has been so much else going on in the news today that Dude. I can't even keep up. I Where do you want to start? I don't know. I mean, this is Fan Bro Show, so I think, I think we should start with 
you know, the biggest news of the day for the fan bros out there is okay. that there will be a young Han Solo film. Word. So wait, I heard some. <laughs> I heard something that sounded like a groan. <laughs> was that Mosh groaning? That was me groaning, but why? Like, I'm not. I'm not really against it. I just think it's a little early for all of that. I want to see the first, the next three movies first. You know. Oh, well, yeah, that's not going to happen because they are loading up. You know, there's to be a Rogue Planet or Rogue Warrior. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron movie. They're uh, talking Boba Fett movies. They're going nuts. Yeah, they're going nuts. It's going to be at least two a year. They're trying to stack it up like they do with the Marvel movies. Like, they just want this going back to back to back. Like, they want no breaks in between. So, you're just going to have to be mad, boy. I I, I don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, you said young Han Solo. So, what are they trying to do? Like, what is the story? Like, his beginnings or whatever? Or, like, they're going to start bringing in some of the, inform- like, the stuff they're doing in the comics now? Uh, no clue right now. Hopefully, because then they can get his uh, black wife up in yes. there. Yes. And that would be a good thing. But um, I'm not sure what. The only thing that's come out so far is that uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Is, he, uh, he wrote or directed Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yep. Did both. Keep it real. <laughs> and um, he's writing this. And the directors are Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did the Lego movies. Yeah, they did or the Lego, Lego movie. They also did, what did they do that wasn't that good? Oh, 21 20, Jump 22 Street. Jump Street. I guess they did 21 as well, but they did 22 Jump Street. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. I like them both. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I mean, who would you cast as young Han Solo? I mean, the big, the big everyone's saying uh, Star-Lord, Chris Pratt. Yeah. And he actually looks like a young Han Solo, so I I wouldn't mind. I oh, mean, I they, they, they groom him for that. I didn't realize that 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 that's old young Han Solo. Like I thought when you said young, I, like I thought like young Indiana Jones. Yeah. I thought it was a kid. No, this is old young Han Solo. But no. I'm also we're thinking, not gonna have another repeat of the yeah. prequels with Anakin as a little yeah, kid. Yeah, that's around. true. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was imagining like a 13 year old or something like. that. Oh hell no! Hell Just nah. younger than Harrison Ford, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. which is everybody. So. I mean, if you add everyone in this room up, we're all younger put together than Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool as long as they don't do um Shia LaBeouf. Then they do Shia LaBeouf as like young oh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Was yeah. just, oh, just oh God. God. Would be good. That, that was, was the most awful. horrible. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's my favorite. Now, I, would, I mean, you know me, I always say Shannon Tatum. Shining? Shining. Listen, he's good in Magic Mike and all that other stuff. Yeah. Don't don't give him that because, first of all, he's about to butcher Gambit. So let that roll first. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see if he can do that. I, but um, I ain't forgive Shannon for what he did to um, G.I. Joe. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, ruined, we ruined our childhood. Man. And he and even he hated that. Yeah, movie. I don't think he yeah. forgives Shannon yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not alone in that one. Aww. There were yeah. a lot of missed opportunities in those G.I. Joe movies. You know, my friend said the greatest thing about them, though, is that they are, like, especially the first one, it's like the G.I. Joes give no fucks whatsoever about saving anyone. Like, yeah. they cause massive amounts of destruction. Yeah. Paris just destroyed in one. <laughs> yeah. London, I think, in the second. It's like, yo, <laughs> these guys are the worst. Like, you root for the Cobras in those movies. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Which really shouldn't be the point of them at all. all right. Cobra la 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 la. Don't, uh, that was like some from the G.I. Joe movie. There was like the Cobra Laws. <laughs> you don't remember the Cobra Laws? I try and forget as much of that as possible. Yeah. Right. You know, other people were forgetting something is uh, your boy Dustin Hoffman. Wait, wait, wait. What did he do? Wait a minute. I didn't know. I don't hear nothing about him. What did he do? He says film industry is worse than it's ever been and that TVs are the new golden standard and that the film industry is terrible right I've been now. saying that for five years, though. I mean, of course, because you're a hater just like him. Because <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is the same type of person who, you know, made Meet the Fockers. What? 
and then want to turn around and say the film industry is the worst it's ever been. Meet the Fockers aside, you kind of understand where he's coming from. Because if you think about it, look at Netflix, look at all of these internet-based quote-unquote TV stations that do all of this amazing things. I mean, they're doing original content. Amazon doing original content, things like that. Original content is winning Emmys and Oscars and stuff like that. So I get where he's coming from in a way. Um, I don't think the film industry is all bad. Like, he makes it seem like it's total trash right now. It's yeah. not. Nah. To me, he just sounds like, you know, anybody who gets of a certain age and they're like, man, what you guys are doing He's now doing his sucks. old man thing. He's yeah. doing his no, there, there, No, there's okay. definitely been a, a, a real serious sharp change. I mean, now all the movies are like $200 million tempo movies. They don't make like $30 million movies anymore, $50 million movies about like, you know, some family. You know, unless yeah. it's like a really whack comedy. Right. Well, they do do some independent stuff. Look at Dope. Like that, right. was, no, that, absolutely. that wasn't but a that's huge indie. budget. I mean, that's true. And, right. and you're always going to have really well, that's good how it stuff is. with the, that. The industry has changed. And right. it's just one of those things where he has to accept it instead but, of being like, and then you turn, you made Meet the Fockers and took $8 million for it. Yeah, no, no, like, it's there's, true. No, you can't complain after but, that, bro. Mosh, Mosh, Rob, what, what do y'all say about this? I mean, I kind of agree with Dustin. I think, you know, the best stuff is on TV these days. You know, mm. like Game of Thrones, yeah. and, uh, you know, Breaking Bad and stuff like that. So, Mr. Rob? Robot. Yeah, I mean, nah, I don't know. Um, I'm down for the Marvel movie. That's all I see is, is, is the yeah. Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, it feels like one is out every week. And other than that, yeah, I'm on Netflix and, and HBO. So, I mean, there might be something to it. Like, nobody's just really making that good mm-hmm. movie anymore. I, uh, you know. I get you. Yeah. All right, well, and I'm not as old as Dustin. So. I mean, wait, <laughs> <Once> again, <laughs> just, just as an example for something we're covering now. Remember when they made all those like straight to video like drug dealer movies, like with the dude who played Avon Barksdale? Yeah, like, yeah. where are like, you going with this? But, but power. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, power is such a better show than those were movies. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's like, absolutely. like, so that's what I'm saying. TV is better. Like in that example, that TV show is a is a better TV show than all those movies, with some exceptions. There were some good, good some some of those were good. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I mean, I understand where Dustin is coming from and all that. But by the same token, one last time, you made meet the Fockers, dude. You cannot right. turn around and talk about like. Oh, you know, no, bro. You contributed to its decline. No, and I think he made also another sequel besides Meet the Fockers. Isn't he in like two or three Meet the Parents sequels? I, I think so. Who knows? Yeah, but, so yeah. He's, he's, yeah. I mean, and that's definitely true. Yeah, but, you know, we have some other. I mean, it's just Fan Bros news all week rolling on and on. I don't know on. what it is about today. I don't know what paprika people have been on today, but today it was just crazy. Like, everyone had an issue today. Well, it, so- it sounds everyone. like some people were on Quaaludes, not paprika. Quaaludes, Chico. Well, we do have a segment that, you know, I do want to get to that, but we do have one last bit of Fanbro news before oh, yeah. we can talk about that. Yeah. Might be sad to some people. Yeah, well. I'm not going to butcher her name since she's already, you know, stepped away from the role, but. Ava DuVernay. Yes. Will not be directing the Black Panther film. Wow. Nope, 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 nope. So those who have not known, last week at Essence Fest, she told Essence Magazine that although she's flattered and really happy that she was at least in the running, she said that she had creative differences um, before, you know, you can t- put out the creative differences uh, uh, sign. But she was just like, yeah, she didn't like the direction that they were taking him. So she decided to opt out versus come up with an excuse later about why she doesn't want to do it. Now, that yeah. makes me a little nervous. I'm just like, well, what kind of direction they're going in that she was just like, nah, bruh. 
It's definitely interesting. But, you know, once again, we know Edgar Wright left Ant-Man, you know, after working on that for like eight years, you know, in pre-production. And then, you know, Marvel wanted to go a different way. And a lot of people said that his script was the best script ever. But then, you know, James Dunn just came out and said that Ant-Man is his favorite Marvel film since Iron Man. That's saying a lot. So, yeah, okay. it's like, you know, who knows? Marvel seems to know what the hell they're doing oh, is they, what yeah. it really they boils do. down to. So it's like yeah. if Ava leaves and maybe Marvel didn't want to go that political, you know, who knows? Maybe who knows what Ava's creative idea I'm say, was? Who, who says to be political? Maybe yeah, she, you know, I don't know. she could have drawn on some Joel Schumacher shit. You know, who knows? <laughs> like, she, you know, I don't know if she's a geek. You know, that's people, some of the people brought up a lot. Well, so. not necessarily that she was geek, but because remember, there's different facets of it. But the fact that she didn't know comics or superheroes that much, like she didn't know the backstory of Black Panther and all oh, that wow. other stuff. Like she did. She didn't know. She doesn't know comics like yeah. that. But. Remember, we were kind of arguing for her. We were like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because look at who is it? Uh, the, Tim Burton. Yeah. The, you may not necessarily know the material outright, but then you can learn about it. And then if you're a good enough filmmaker that you can make that come to life and make that, that picture work for you. Definitely. So. But, you know, so now it's going out. They said by the end of the summer that we'll know who it is. Yeah. So, you know, now it's wide open to yeah. anybody. And I've heard all kind of people mention uh, F. Gary Gray. Hmm. I've heard. Uh, I heard um, some dumb stuff like Hype Williams. I was just like, I don't, I don't know, think so. Belly was a classic. <laughs> Black Panther with the fish eye lens. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Belly more times than like damn near listen, any other movie. But listen, though. if he could pull, if Hype could pull off the opening scene in Belly where they play Soul to Soul. Yeah. yeah. But in a Marvel way with a bunch of sombreros, <laughs> that would be epic. In a Marvel way. In a Marvel way. Yeah, Somebody right. going into the bathroom to get the gas. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so no, I'm just crazy. joking. We don't condone that, man. Hype. So crazy. Hype need to stay away. Yeah. yeah. And and for all you know, maybe one day Ava comes back and does direct something with Marvel. Who knows? You, Who knows? You know, the thing about Ava that, that bothered me, though, yeah. is, is that... As much good as they tried to do to get her on the project, it still a little bit felt like they were filling a quota. So it was like, I mean, obviously off of Selma, she was so critically acclaimed. So they was like, okay, so we don't get this backlash because we know that the comic book world and the film world, that there's not enough diversity. And again, that backlash. and, And it was just like, okay, who's the hottest? Who's the one person that we can get to shut everybody up? And maybe that didn't mean that she was the best mm-hmm. for that particular film or that particular job, you know. And, and they still yeah. got to make the movie. The movie still has to be dope because there's so much riding on it. And I think Chadwick is, is a, an amazing mm-hmm. star and I think he's going to be great in it. Like, don't mess up the movie just for the quota. The Black Panther movie still has to stand on its own. That is very true. Definitely. And I've definitely heard that argument before. And I was definitely against it. I was like, yo, give Ava a chance because I also mess with her uh, Chadwick and... Uh, God, Chad, I I'm, I'm, can't remember his whole name, but her cinematographer. Chadwick Boseman? No, her oh, the cinematographer. cinematographer. Oh. My boy Chad is also H.U., and, oh. you know, I love the cinematography in Selma, so. H.U.? But we'll see what happens. Don't go get, don't go call Spike Lee now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Yo, not after on, that. On the skateboard. <laughs> not after that Blood of the Preacher, whatever yeah. movie. That uh, movie. Sweet Blood of Jesus. Yeah, Sweet Blood of Jesus. No. No disrespect, though, because no, he, he was on Fan Bro's show, so shouts to Spike. Yeah, yeah, you know, no disrespect. Yeah, to talk about we, old boy, Ben's favorite movie. <laughs> oh, shit. If he can bring out that inside man, you know. Spike Lee and do a Marvel movie, then we could talk. Right. Yeah, that sweet blood of Jesus, not on a Marvel movie. Whatever. <laughs> People who need the sweet blood of Jesus still this week, boy. <laughs> Man, you know, we have our segment. This week is the N word. And this week there is just so many candidates that I really don't know who to choose because it, I mean, it really just popped up today. It was like you said, Tatiana, 
Today on Twitter, it was like, yo, everybody's just like, F it, you know? Should I go in, like, chronological order, alphabetical <laughs> order? like Height order. Height order, right. Like, honestly, I woke, I was up, I was up like 6 a.m. today. 7 a.m., smooth, here come the first controversy. What was that one? Subway and Jared from Subway. Yeah, not really an N-word, but Jared definitely played his dumb ass today. What? I mean, actually for his whole life, it seems like. First of all, just just to get the quick just get the quick news out of there, Jared his okay he got hemmed up like early this morning he got FBI. hemmed up at his house in what Indiana I believe FBI rolled up in there with the forensics van with they, they got news helicopters over his his house basically they are investigating him for his alleged connection to some child porn charges. Um, recently, back in April, his executive director for his foundation was actually arrested for child no. pornography. So fast forward now, they want to seize his electronics and basically scan them to see if he was involved in that in any way. Oh, so Jared ain't really in the child porn. Oh, but that's ill. You don't, we don't know. We don't know. That's ill. That's like saying if Ben got arrested for child pornography <laughs> that they could, they could look at my machine. Why does it got to be me? Well, you're well, not a know, business, but, you're, but you have to be a business associate. You're his business associate who well, that may have been involved. I don't know, but that was so does the guy that delivers his milk and the guy that he buys his <laughs> newspaper from are they looking at I don't think computers? they deliver milk anymore Chico no, but... alright but you know what I mean like yeah. that's a little sca- I mean I'm not look I'm not pro child pornography but yeah. I'm also hopefully not, not. no yeah. but I'm yeah. not pro like just cause someone you know does something that, that well it was more than just gotta... someone you know this guy is was director of his foundation his, his, his charitable foundation so this is a heavy business relationship but like I said it could just be an aspect of him getting hemmed up with the wrong people and, and this will blow over but the fact is now he's tainted with this okay well, and, for the, and for the most part <laughs> that's all subway got all they got is jared so what are they supposed to do i and, mean and bad sandwiches the funny thing is at the same time this broke i went to this subway timeline right and they was tweeting people like left and right having a good old time and then it broke heavy <laughs> when i tell you they haven't tweeted for the past 10 hours like it was a point where it just Stop. And I saw a, a commercial with Jared within the last 24 hours, I feel like. like they're not going to pull anything because they, we don't know nothing yet. Right, but I mean, you know. I, I don't know, but it's not a good look for any of the parties involved. So Not at all. Not as good a look as Paula Dean's son? <laughs> no, not at all. Paula Dean brought her ass back out again today when she posted on Instagram a picture from an upcoming episode where her that's her real son that's her, that's real, her real life son. Is, son is dressed as Ricky Ricardo from I Love, I Love Lucy. Lucy she was dressed as Lucy but he wasn't just dressed as Ricky Ricardo oh no he wasn't he went all the way in you know instead of going all the way in and getting Ricky's famous conk right he went all the way in and got Ricky's unfamous brown skin right exactly Ricky's I mean, really not that brown Desi Arnaz looks like you know an Italian dude I mean there's dudes in Tony <laughs> Soprano's crew who you would think are more black than, than than Desi Arnaz and for them to have put him in you know they're calling it brown face but to put him in black face that's basically what it was have you seen the picture he yes. literally took some like shoe polish Mac foundation that was like 10 shades darker than himself and the shoe polish and put it all over his face like that was the move yeah what is I? I thought I, she was it, done with this. Like you already. Paula Dean's a racist. Most, it ain't never gonna be she done. She fucked up publicly <laughs> multiple times. You can't lay low. But no. But the thing is, then she she tweeted this picture like it was all good, and then deleted it like five minutes. Oh, ago, she like, finally did delete it. She, she wasn't deleted, deleted it. She deleted it quickly. But she deleted it, was, it quickly. It, it okay. She deleted it within. Maybe when I saw five, the first minutes. news, it it hadn't been deleted yet. People were commenting on it still. Uh, well, yeah. she she deleted, but of course, screenshots are forever. So once you put stuff out there, it gets taken by everybody i just want to like 
I just want to show you can her in her face and be like, Paula. There's a lot more people who need it than her. Her son? I mean, both Tom of them. Tom Hanks' son? Who else? Who else want one? Hey, Everyone know, can catch the fade because everyone's, everyone's tripping. What the fuck? You know who else is tripping these days is Tyga. <laughs> this shit just don't fucking end. But really, I'm, I'm going to give Tyga a pass right now and get to the real N-word of the week. <sighs> this ninja right here. Yeah, Mr. Bill Cosby. I believe you know. it's Dr. Phil Cosby. Oh, doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. <laughs> yes, doctor. Doctor. Did you just call him Phil Cosby? <laughs> he really did just call him <laughs> Phil Cosby. <laughs> yeah. He said Dr. Phil, Phil Cosby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. You just combined Uncle Phil and yes. Bill into one person. <laughs> Sorry. Phil up on your Cosby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, short, long story short, Bill Cosby, a uh, deposition from 2006, I think, came out. Yeah. Where Bill has, 05, in it, yeah. admitted not to raping women, but to doing drugs with women and having sexual relations with them. Let's be real. Okay, first of all, all these media outlets is is trying to smooth it over and say, oh, they are? he listen, saying, oh, well, he admitted to giving quaaludes to women to have sex with them. First of all, let's call it what it is. He was giving these drugs to women to rape them. Rape, use the word, because that's not what, like, that's what's happening here. He didn't try, you know, he didn't say, oh, you want some weed? You know, let's go into the back. It wasn't like that. It wasn't no fallout <laughs> shelter. It wasn't fallout shelter where two people's in the room and they just get it on. It, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, no. This is coercion forceful and all this other stuff so let's call it what it is number one number two this is nuts to me like the fact that this was like you had 40 50 whatever number of people saying homeboy did this and all this time you even got people now right now saying i don't know man i gotta see the facts Jill Stratt's bad peddling was the, the best thing facts? I've ever seen, though. That shit was amazing. Yeah, she. Uh, Sorry, like, oh, Rob, my- if you know you're trying to get Jill on red light. Nah, because- that's 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 my homegirl. Okay. Up, yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know if I you want to defend her on this one though. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't that cool. She could be. She could be your homegirl. It's just that, like, you know, you gotta admit that hey, she I was wrong. I love your music. You know, like she- I love the Cosby Show, but like, yeah. both of y'all was wrong. Like everyone who was kind of uh, for Cosby, at least when these all these allegations broke heavy again, like people were like, "Well, I need to hear." it from him i need to know this or do you do that why would you need to hear it from the rapist like he did what he did he did it people are telling you you think 40 women have the have the audacity to come together in a congregation or do the bill cosby convention and say yo we're gonna fuck him up on 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 november 1st we all gonna talk about and give him the same allegation really the one thing that i always say is like uh, i think it was chris rock who said um like you know and a lot of comedians have made this point that talent will get you you know forgiveness and, he, you know, Chris Rod made the point that Michael Jackson, everybody didn't say nothing. You know, first kid, all right. You know, two kids, you know, 40. You know, when it's 40 women, it becomes like, what the fuck, Bill? Like, seriously, bruh? Like, that means there's, like, probably hundreds. Because 40 are the only ones who came out and said anything. Like, Bill was, like. And it's also been going back to the 1960s. So oh, some thousands. Have, some have died. Bill probably got of, more rapes you know, than he got episodes of the Cosby Show. Some of them are. Oh, that was hard. Probably that's probably actually yes. accurate. Yeah, yeah. probably because it's <laughs> like Jesus, Bill. Like you know. So this is uh, alleged, but I, my understanding from reading again on on the internet, but allegedly it was it was uh, what's his face Hugh Hefner who got him into it, <laughs> and the two of them would roll around at like the. Play 
play in the '60s in the Playboy Club and stuff, giving women uh, quaaludes and all that. And they did that for a while. They were like a team supreme of you know. Yo, the I Wonder need Twins. to see the Bill Cosby biopic. Like right. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, that including you know, that. We're including his right. years with you, Hefner. Right. You guys over there have any uh, yeah. <laughs> comments about I'm this? I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mosh. Me. Um, I don't know. Honestly, uh, I don't like to judge situations on something there firsthand, so I can't really call it. All I can say is, like, it was the 70s. It was the 60s. He was a rock star. Everybody was doing drugs. Girls knew what they wanted. You know what I mean? So there's different sides of it. So, and I wasn't there. And I'm sure in some situations it might have been like, you know, him doing something he might not have wanted to do, but it was the 70s, man. It was a long time ago and it was rock star business. Shit happens. Yeah, homeboy raped them. So let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can definitely agree with part of that, but like you said, this, is pe- this ain't just the 60s and 70s. People have been coming out saying Bill is doing this well into, you know, like recent years, well into he probably just couldn't get, you know, couldn't handle that. Yo, they yo, stopped, they yo. Stopped we making, get into the details. <laughs> they stopped making quaaludes a while that too, ago. That too. That, 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 that probably slowed down bills. Yeah. yeah. That's the one part I understand. Is quaaludes a... a What's they're, the effect they're, of quaaludes? They're, they're downers. Like, okay. they make you, they're the opposite. Oh, they make of you, like, real numb? So they make you, like, logy, and they, uh, they're muscle re- relaxants. Uh, yeah. But they were, like, really big. If you were doing, like, coke or anything that, that took you up, like, speed, you would take oh, quaaludes to, to bring you down. Oh. And something Shit. happened where, like, the, the they stopped making them, or the government managed to actually round them all yeah, up. Yeah, Wall- like, uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, mm. you can't get quaaludes now, and the and and it was like it stopped in the eighties. Exactly. Yeah. I just know that from Scarface when he was when right. He was another quaalude should love me in the morning. Right. There's, <laughs> there's I didn't all, know what it was oh, then. It's amazing. There's so many. Oh, movies it makes sense people, now. That oh, never made sense. That's probably Bill Cosby's favorite movie. <laughs> oh man. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. Today was just horrible. Yeah, we're gonna move away from today <laughs> and take a quick break right here. We'll be right back with more fan bros. Hi, this is Reagan Gomez, and when I'm not doing my laundry, I am listening to the Fan Bros Show. And welcome back, Internets. Hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show. I know that intro had a lot to digest, a lot going on in it. But now we got to talk to our special guest for the evening, joining us in the spaceship tonight. Like we said before, Rob Markman and Damian Scott are in the building, in the spaceship. And, you know, right off the top, you know, Rob, we know you're author, writer, editor, all that. Damian, you know, the illustrator, painter, artist. How long have y'all been doing this? I know that y'all go way back together. Like, you know, let the fan bros know in on a secret origins right now. <laughs> I'll let Rob go on that one. Oh, me, me and Damien um, grew up in um, Flatbush, Brooklyn, right on St. Paul's and Crook. Um, and, and it was rough out there. But um, we knew each other since, I, I mean, I, I might have been like six. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was about seven or eight. So, you know, he was always a little older than me, always used to, you know, just look out for me. And we always used to hang out. Our sisters were, were friends. And then we became friends because our sisters were friends. And just had a lot of the same interests: G.I. Joe's, Transformers, mm. um, and hip hop, Thundercats, and hip hop. 
Um, we ain't fuck with GoBots though. That shit. Was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobody fucked yeah. with GoBots. One year we got the GoBots for Christmas. This shit was a bad Christmas. Um, that was getting the off-brand Voltron type oh, thing. <laughs> yeah, but um, and, and you know, so we just kind of came up together, and you know, was in the comics as well. And, and Damien always had this this just knack for for drawing and. I guess I was always writing something. There was a time when I wanted to be a rapper, so I was either writing rhymes or, you know, I was writing comic book stories and he was drawing them. And, you know, it was just kid shit. And coming up in the hood and coming up where we came from, everybody kind of aspired, I think. You know, they always say, like, you know, playing ball was the way to make it out or rapping was the way to make it out. I don't think nobody ever told us, like, yo, you can actually draw Spider-Man. You know, that Spider-Man comic that you bought in Stop One, like, you can actually draw that. Or, like, Rob, you can actually write that. Mm. And um, nobody ever told us that, but we just kind of found our way. Uh, that, I mean, that brings it right up. Damien, then how did you find your way if nobody ever told you? Because, like, I know yeah. a lot of us felt the same way growing up in the hood. Nah, um, I wasn't 100% sure I could do it till I went to a Comic-Con around, what was I, 12 or 13 and there was a book I was really into then called Hardware by Dennis Cohen. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Milestone. Milestone. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah. And um, we went to this con, and I I didn't know that, you know, Dennis was a black guy. Yeah, right? I didn't and, either. I didn't know that till years later. Yeah. yeah. And fundamentally, I thought, you know, comic book guys were like, you know, either Asian or white guy. Yeah. Jimmy. And, and I saw Dennis sitting behind the table, you know, sketching. I was like, wow, that moment. It's frozen in my brain like that started my career right there. Like, wow, black people can actually do this. This is dope. Because you, you got to imagine us, too, as kids in, in the in comic book conventions, like, wearing cross color and guest jumpers <laughs> and Jordans and game hats with the tag on it. Like, we look so out of, like, yeah. they used to just look at us funny. Like, even when you thumb through the comic books or you go, we used to travel through Brooklyn and go through certain comic stores and, you know... Um, and Park Slope had theirs, and Coney Island had theirs, and there was none in the hood. You got your comics from Stop One mm-hmm. or the Optimo store, you know. So we used to travel, and they used to look at us funny and follow us around the store, and you know, think we might steal the back issues. And it's like, nah, bro, I don't want this Web of Spider Man. If I'm gonna steal anything, it's gonna be the Amazing Spider Man because the Web of <laughs> Spider Man shit is whack. But you know, it was that stigma of that we never really belonged, and I think we kind of fed into that mm. and never quite felt like we belonged. But Damien was ill and talented as anybody like yeah. oh, and, and the whole block knew it like the whole hood knew what he was going to be maybe even before he did are there any are there any characters that you want to draw that you haven't drawn yet or that you you know because you you have work for you you know the the major DC. no actually i pretty much drew them all right like, wow. i mean my, that's impressive my main target was spider-man right because uh just as a kid that was just always my number one you right. know he was new york you know what I'm saying? You could draw the skyline. You could draw, like, all this real New York stuff. Right. But um, Batman is secondary. I drew him for a few years. Okay. So I pretty much knocked out everybody. I'd like to do a little bit more Flash if I get a chance. Mm. Just because oh, I think he'd be, he'd be dope to handle. Right. But right. aside from that, no, nah, I'm not really hungry for anything else right now. <laughs> That's cool. So take your experience. Have, have you just explained how in the past, like, you felt out of place just even being in a convention? And fast forward now to where it's like, it's the thing to be a nerd or a geek or whatever you want to say. Like, you have multi-million, billion-dollar Marvel movies, things like that. Like, how do you feel? Like, do you embrace that? Like, okay, this is great that the world has changed, or do you? are you like, yo, they don't know the struggle? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Um, 
I never really super embraced the nerd side of comics because I never grew up a nerd. Like, I think mm -hmm. there's a difference between a nerd and a, and a geek. You know what I mean? And all right, I'll correct that. I'll say I was a nerd. I wasn't a geek. What's the difference? <laughs> and the difference is a nerd can have knowledge but still dress mad fresh. You know so what I mean? You were a fan, bro. It's basically you know what, what I mean? we said. Yeah. But like a geek is going to be wearing that hockey jersey like Kevin Smith or something. Out there. <laughs> and I don't really rep that. Like I'm from Brooklyn. So, um. <laughs> and you guys can't see this, but he's saying with a straight face. No no jokes. But that's, that's how it was. Like coming up with. with yo, we grew up on. A, on I feel like all the people that we kind of grew up with, not many made it off of, of where we're at. Like, um, Damien's brother, was, and, and part of it was, like, was murdered when we were really young, mm. and that affected us. Um, and then about a year after Kevin passed, my brother got sent up north on, on, on the charge, and my brother gets locked up. And mm. we were seeing this a around us um, constantly, and... So you had when you went outside, like you couldn't be perceived as soft, mm. you know, and, and and anything nerdy or geeky was soft. But you know what? We all read comics. Like it wasn't. I don't know. As a kid, everybody wanted to be Spider Man. When and when X Men came on TV on Fox, we all ran everybody inside was to watching. watch X Men. <laughs> so we were all into the same thing. But you, there was a certain uniform, a certain way you had to carry yourself when you walked outside, just to maybe protect yourself and you wouldn't be perceived as weak. And it's wrong. It's not the right way of thinking, but it's a right. psychological. It's a little bit of a mind fuck as a mm. kid growing up, you know. Did you know of any women or girls around that time that was into it? Uh, no. Or at least, at least publicly. <laughs> wow, not really. Like back then, women in comics were scarce. That's like a really new thing. That's since the movies and since cosplay and all of that. But back then, like I went to you know Kubert School, art school mm. for comic books specifically, and that was ninety nine point nine percent guys. <laughs> and probably 99 yeah, it was. <laughs> and when you said 99 white? Yeah, 99%. Yeah, there was um only what two or three brothers including me for the 3 years I was there. Nice. And then too, uh, the funny thing also our first job together, we worked in a comic book store. Damien um was a cashier in a comic book store called Brain Damage in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And um the dude the owner there had Carlos had this ill collection, one of the illest um, just collection of back issues and, and just classic books. And he got me my first job. The reason why I got a job, and, and this kind of connects to the fan bros and the urban aspect of it, I wanted a pair of Jordans and my mother wouldn't get it. One day, a Jordan 8s. And instead, she said, No, you're going to be cool with these LA gears wow. and you're going to rock out. No, you weren't. And I, I definitely wasn't, but I went to school for a year hating life because I had to wear these LA gears when I really wanted Jordans. And I told myself I was going to get a job and buy my own Jordans. And Damien got me a job at the comic book store where he worked at. So it was cool that I was working in a comic book store. But mm -hmm. the reason was because I wanted to save up to get those right. Jordans. Well, see, that's funny because that's kind of echoes what Damien Lemon was saying uh, well, a couple weeks ago. That you had an ulterior motive that kind of got you into it, you know, from the side. Like he, he, all he wanted was try to sell the comics. He found out that he could make money selling comics. He, mm -hmm. But then he ended up falling in love with it. So that's actually a common like trope that I'm seeing. Right. But, but at the same time, you ended up being like a huge fan about it, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we, were, we were fans already coming in. Yeah. I just didn't think that it was anything that we could ever make money off of. Again, mm -hmm. it didn't seem like it was for us. Again, we used to go to comic book stores and they used to follow us around. And, hmm. you know, going into brain damage where um, the Carlos would actually give two dudes from Flatbush a job, yeah. you know, and yeah. trust us. And, like, you know, that treated Damien like, like, like a son and treated me like the same was ill to us. And I, I think that was the, the beginning of, of realizing 
that you belong, you know, and, and, and that you're accepted and that, you know, we weren't like the only ones. Like, I like that. That's a word. But, you know, while we're still on that, let me ask you, like, well, how do you feel now about the interplay between hip hop and like geek or nerd culture? Like, do you think that is as strong as it used to be? Do you think it's kind of downplayed now? Or I think it's it's always been there, but this has been kind of on the low. And I still don't think it's really, like, come out in the forefront yet. Like, mm. I think, like, there's a lot of rappers that have been, you know, dropping slick little things here or there. I think, like, Eminem actually, like, super-themed one of his albums on yeah. comics. You know what I mean? Like, one song sounded like a Batman yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, he, he dressed up as Robin for that right, one song right, and right, for his video. Right, so, you know, of course, Wu-Tang Clan, Spider-Man lyric by Deck. Mm-hmm. You know Jay-Z, I mean? uh, Kingdom Come. I mean, that was because of Young Guru, but right. that's inspired, you know, by the yeah, Superman yeah, Kingdom Come. The Alex Ross book. Yeah. So I think it's always been there, and, and, and I think it could possibly get more prominent in, in years to come. Yeah, no, nah, I think it's always there. I talk to rappers. It's like a secret society when other rappers find out that other rappers are in the comic books or that <laughs> you're in the hip-hop and comic books. Like, me and Pete Rock are like, that's all we talk about. We don't even talk about hip hop. I was like, yo, bro, you saw it. Yo, you saw Guardians of the Galaxy? Yo, you seen that? Like, you know, Justice League, Rook over at Justice League, um, you know, Just Blaze. Um, all mm-hmm. these guys are, like, heavy into comic book and quote-unquote nerd culture. Um, Method Man, I mean, he came out and said on the record to say, yo, my name is Johnny Blaze. Like, yes. that was ill to us. It was like, yes. Like, it was almost like speaking in secret code. Mm-hmm. Almost. So I feel, I feel like it's always been there, but... You know, you got to knock on the door and say the password before, like, we totally let you in. Makes sense. Yeah, it, go, it goes way back. Sugar Hill Gang talked about Superman, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> you know, the the Dondi or whatever, the guy who was writing on trains mm-hmm. in, like, the yep. early 70s was definitely doing comic book characters, uh, the Von Bode characters and stuff. So this that, that connection has been, uh, I feel like, 50 years now. I think it had to happen because, like, for me at least, like, B-boys and athletes are the closest things to real superheroes. You know what I mean? They're, they're selfless, true. they're dedicated, they're driven, and they don't, you know, a lot of them do what they do for the purpose of helping other people, the people around them, I know. So it had to happen. Most yeah. definitely. You also helped with this. Uh, you worked with uh, Run DMC on the Daryl Make, I mean, well, actually DMC. Yeah. On his uh, Daryl Makes Comics effort. Yeah, how was that experience? Daryl is cool. Daryl's a real good dude. He's an inspiration, you know. It, it was actually surreal, to tell you the truth, because, mm. you know, like, I grew up on Run DMC. Like, this is, like, little kid memory. This is me, eight years old, you know what I mean? And I never would in my life would have imagined I'd be working with those dudes. Mm. Like, they're so legendary and so classic. And to be around Daryl and see how natural he was DMC, like, the dude, like, always wanted to rap. Like, his regular, you know, cadence for speaking sounded like he was rapping. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, it, it, it was amazing, you know. Like, I would actually like to do a little bit more of that, but with a little bit less art direction <laughs> from other people. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Daryl. It was, it was the people we had around him, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we had him on the show, and like you said, that was one of the most surreal moments ever, just when he just stepped into the booth, and you know, like you say, growing up on Run DMC, and then just sitting across from him, and he's talking comics and all this stuff, I was sitting there like, you know, this is... Mind-blown. Yeah. You know, the wild thing about that, too, is we look up to DMC, and Damien probably won't say it just out of humbleness, but the fact is, is that Damien was the first artist 
involved with with this whole thing. So a lot of those mm-hmm. early character designs, a lot of the style of what Daryl is doing now, even though Damien is not really involved right now, start like he was the first one that Daryl and his team came to. Mm. And there's a reason for that because, again, it's almost like that secret code. It's like, oh, you hip-hop, oh, and you're into comics? Mm. And then, you know, in, in Damien's style, too, I think there's hip-hop in it. I think that there's a lot of graffiti in your style. And, and I, I don't think anybody's quite merged that when you talk about Dondi, you know, and, and, and merging what was happening on the trains and on the walls in New York City on the actual page. I don't think nobody does that. And Damien kind of embodies that. So even when it's just comics, even when it's just Spider-Man that he's drawing, there's hip-hop in there, mm. you know? There's a lot of history back there. And I, you know, and I definitely thank you for that because, like, to able to express your creativity like that and then just be free that you want people to see your work because a lot of people don't necessarily want people to share in their work and share in their joy. So, I, you know, I thank you for that. No, it ain't no thing. I'm, you know, I'm here to entertain and teach to the best of my capacity and I love storytelling so it ain't no thing cool you also have an exhibit coming up yes sir. in New York City am I correct here yes sir it's actually in Brooklyn starting this Saturday night at 8 and it's I've had a few exhibitions you know like a couple in Manhattan overseas in Japan and whatnot and this one is the most special and the most it's been flowing the most smoothly you know what I mean like I have great help coming from, you know, the fellows at the Uber shop, art curators in cool. Brooklyn. And I'm excited to rock my hometown, you know? Nice. I mean, like, yo, man, you said the man's humble because, you know, he just said, yo, you know, I had a few in Japan. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> but, you know, didn't really, you know, like, oh, I had a few in Japan, you know, and all right. that, but didn't really want to. So, like, what is this exhibit about and everything? Um, This exhibition is called Brooklyn Born, and it's pretty much about creativity and just you know a certain energy that's born in Brooklyn really like a lot of people might see me walking down the street in my hood and not know that I work for Marvel Comics because I still carry myself a certain way mm. but I feel like 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 that ninja of Brooklyn's true heart and Brooklyn's true culture and strength and I want to show that one of the things too that, that I just want to say about this exhibit why it's important it's on Flatbush and Fenimore in Brooklyn, like that's where we grew up. Like we grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. That's five blocks mm. from the block where we grew up on. Damien still lives in the hood that he grew up in, and you know I, I think it's a shame because a lot of times, look, I moved out. I'm gonna keep it 100. <laughs> I, you know, I was a lot sick. of times people like me right. move on yeah. out of the hood. <laughs> I was sick of the gunshots at night, and I was like, man, I want something different. But you know, a lot of times we feel like we got to move out the hood to make it. And then sadly, uh, our neighborhoods in Brooklyn, if you look what's just going on in gentrification, mm. um, they become, they get dubbed artistic neighborhoods when it gets gentrified. And, you know, what Damien, I think, represents is the art was always there. Mm-hmm. We just maybe didn't have a canvas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how come Flatbush Brooklyn can't be an art neighborhood? It is an art neighborhood because he's Brooklyn born from Flatbush and he's doing an exhibit in there. So it's kind of to say like, yo, we don't need to gentrify these neighborhoods to raise the artistic value, we should value the art that's in there already. And I think it's super important and something that has to happen in Brooklyn so we can maintain some of this culture. Yes, sir. We're saying that we was already here. (laughs) We've already been doing it, you know, and we want to keep rocking it. Like, yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break right here, but we got much more with Rob and Damien and more fan bros. (laughs) 
This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. This is Jojo from Trendsetters. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Juno Diaz. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the HNIC. You know what I'm saying? This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat Startup. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Yo, this is Carly Hustle, and when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to fanbros.com. <laughs> Welcome back, Fanbros, to this dope episode of Fanbros Show. We have Rob Markman and Mr. Mosh 0110. 0110. There you go. And we are bringing you guys back. Thank you for telling us a little bit about yourselves and about your lives and how you got started and how you're keeping it moving. But now we got to bring you to our special segment called the Brap Segment. And before you ask, this is our quick fire um, answer, uh, question and answer segment where we just ask you a question and you just give us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little trepidation this, this there. For yeah. both, this is for both of us? This is for yeah. both of y'all. We could take turns answering, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up, we have the Falcon or War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. Uh, Luke Cage or Black Panther? Luke Cage. Black Panther. All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire. Mm. Mm. And The Wire came to my mind first. I wanted to say Breaking Bad, but The Wire came to my mind first. (laughs) (laughs) But you wanted to say Breaking Bad. I wanted to say Breaking Bad. Why did you want to say that? Because Rob moved out of the hood. Yeah, because I definitely (laughs) moved out of the hood. And I think Heisenberg lives right next door. I mean, the, the dudes uh, next door, I don't know what they're doing. Uh-oh. Nah. <laughs> okay, Magneto or Professor X? Professor X. I'm going to go with Magneto, man. I'm more of a Malcolm X guy myself. Mm-hmm. That works. Judge Dredd or Judge Judy? Neither. <laughs> Preferably neither. Right. But Judge Dredd if I had to choose one. I'm going to go with Judge Judy on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the first Judge Dredd uh, choice. Yeah, it's in a while. Yeah. yeah. If ever. Yeah. If ever. Yeah, yeah. If ever. All right. Uh, Teen Titans or the X-Men? Mm. X-Men. You hesitated. X-Men. X-Force. <laughs> X-Factor. New Mutants. Uh, the uh, list goes on. Everything above Teen Titans. C-3PO or R2-D2? R2-D2. C-3PO is so... C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> C-3PO's a bitch. Oh, <laughs> Like, yo, R2-D2 was bout it. Like, yo, yeah, real. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, there was no yeah. fear in that. Yeah. Yo, he was a Joe Pesci of Star Wars. Yeah. You making me fun of me? Right. Um, Am I a clown? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Ouch. Right, I'm going to go. <laughs> I, mean, I have a feeling. Look, I got real feelings about this. I'm going to go with Peter Parker. Um, I can give a reason. Yeah. Can I give yeah, a reason? Yeah, go ahead. I, I love what Miles Morales represents. I haven't all the way been on board that train. You know, I love that there's more. There's a call for more diversity in, in comics. But let's create original characters. Like, I think it's easy or it's a cop-out to say, yo, we're just going to make Spider-Man half Latin and half black. Mm-hmm. Now, put the resource and, and the creative forces behind 
building new heroes and new stories around diverse women, black, Latin, Asian, everybody, instead of like going to the go-tos and just say, okay, well, we'll slap a Spider-Man mask on a black guy and we fill the quota. That's not the problem. That's a Band-Aid to fix a bigger problem. You do so not like I'm quotas. Go <laughs> nah, not at all. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right. I got to explain why I pause. I pause because like I love Peter Parker. I love the originals, the classics. You know what I mean? Right. I'm about the golden era. But about 15 years ago, I actually pitched a project to Marvel where Spider-Man was half Puerto Rican, half black. Shut the oh, hell up. Wow. I'm dead ass. I didn't know this. Yes. Wow. You talking about this? Yo, you keeping things from me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fan Bros exclusive. <laughs> That's dope. Really? I'm sorry yes, I just sir. shitted on your whole idea. Yes, <laughs> if I'd have known, I wouldn't have said none of that. <laughs> wow. All right. Exclusive. Okay. <laughs> that was a long time ago. 15 years. Was Axel Alonzo, was he there? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Joe Quesada was still Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Bendis definitely wasn't, you know, doing what he's doing now. To mm. Wait, do we got to get a lawyer? I'm just saying. You, he, are you he, owe some royalties? He did make a come up, oh. you know. They talking about putting them in the movies now. Like, what are we gonna do, bro? Uh, no comment. Uh, no Talk to the lawyers. We just playing. We just playing. We just playing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars yeah. by far. That's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> you see me dancing, right? That's folks? fine. Yeah. I'll I'm take. Get, I'll take a little. Later. I'll take a little Deep Space Nine though. Deep Space Nine see? was dope. That's yeah. What, that's what I've been. Yo, I have to admit. Uh, shout out to whoever uh, said it on Twitter. I watched um, a YouTube video of Deep, Deep Space Nine space battles, mm-hmm. and them shits were. Yeah, Deep Space hot. Nine is I more. Can't lie. Yeah, more the, the space battles were like. Yeah, they they actually made sense. I don't hear none of what you're saying, Star Wars. I mean, and, you know, when it comes down to it, Rob, there's no question. Yes. You know, there is a. You know, there's a greatest movie of all time and there's you know other stuff like this next question the hate is real um the fresh prince of the cosby show <laughs> can't say the cosby show now That's not even well well the, the fresh we're saying the show the show not, not cosby. but if you can't separate can't it then you can't can. now nah, um regardless it would be fresh prince I, f- I feel like just fresh prince was more argent like we grew up looking up to the cosby show and that I think we grew up with the Fresh Prince, like mm. at the same time. Like mm. I, I dressed the way I dressed because, like, I wanted those Jordans because Will Smith. Had. <laughs> I wanted to rock my jacket inside right. out, like. Yo, did. did you see Fab? Um, on um, it was Memorial Day weekend. Had the Bel Air. Had the had the, the jacket Smith, inside the, out. The jersey, the oh. basketball jersey from the show. Wow. Wherever he got a replica made that. I need that Bel Air Academy basketball. Oh, jersey. that's oh, wow. crazy. Yeah. Nah, I gotta disagree completely. Um, there you go. Like I'm, um, I'm, I'm still in love with Denise, circa 1988, 1989. Yes, Lord, ain't no topping that woman right there. No. So Cosby. Should to be me, right. Cosby has like somebody said on Twitter, he ain't been shit since he kicked her off the show. Like that, you know, that's when you know Cosby really. But wait, lost hold me. on, hold on, Denise Cosby or uh, uh, Tatiana Alito? It's not. You can't just. No, Denise. There's no Denise. question. There's no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We're going to blame it on my age, then. I'm just a little bit younger. Yeah, it might be, bro, but yeah. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? I don't think I have one. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I got to be real. Like, I like the dude, but um, I'm not, the, not a fan. Yeah. Like that. The first thing that came to my mind was Money Train, but that's only because it was on cable the other night. <laughs> oh, I saw it, too. It's New Jack I, City. All right, New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, yeah New Jack, Jack City. City. I was going to say that. Blade wasn't no joke, though. No. 
Yeah, and there were three of them, and yeah. two of them were good. Yeah. <laughs> Shade. Actually, Wesley, I actually one of them. Somebody but... owes Wesley Snipes because I feel like Wesley Snipes really that Blade off the series Marvel kicked, thing, yeah. yeah, like showed you how to effectively make a good comic book movie because they were swinging a miss before that. No, the second one's good too. It was Spawn before that. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Uh, Spawn was a meteor man. Nasty. Meteor man. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Six yeah. with Phil Cosby. Oh, mm. Ghost yeah. Dad. All right. If you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Wow. No, don't keep us in suspense. Flight. Okay. Yeah, super speed. It would be like, I want the Flash powers. I get a lot. The Flash or Quicksilver? Yeah. Um, Flash. I actually, too... A lot of people don't know this, thanks to Damien, um, got the opportunity to write a Flash story that DC published, a 10-page Flash story. Um, What's the name? It's called Death Race. It was in um, it was in a book that Damien did called Solo, Solo Issue 10, and, and they gave Damien the whole book, and it was a compilation book, and he got to do a bunch of original stories, and he got to pick his writers and his anchors and whoever he wanted, and he picked me to write a story um, with no experience, just off of the comic books we used to write in his bedroom. Wow. And, um... I lived out a dream and wrote a 10-page Flash story. So he said, who do you want to write about? And I said, well, I would always want super speed. I'd always want to be the Flash, so let's write a Flash story. And um, I tried to write this political um, – it was deep. It was too deep for comics. <laughs> <laughs> for 10 pages. <laughs> Yo. nah, it was dope, though. I yeah, think the, we killed it. Those solo yeah. comics were really good, and now I'm real – I remember your name on the cover, Damien Scott. Like, the, Mark Chiarello edited those, yes, and there was sir. each yes, of them sir. with different artists. Those were no, really amazing dope. books, yeah. Those were really – did they ever collect those? Into yeah, they did. Yeah. They did recently. Yeah, like, oh, were? super thick. Yeah, I should. I, nice yeah, I everyone out there, that. I highly recommend. Hell uh, yeah! It's definitely you get a whole array of different artists and different talent, different writers. No, I mean like I like like we keep saying on this show, this man is extremely yeah. humble because when you have one of those books, yeah, they didn't know, give those to just anybody by any means. No, those are serious comics. Yeah. Like you know, that's something you know that's really recognizing an artist's talent. Right. You couldn't even get one. Like I try to go the storm but yo bro i wrote something in this and they're like yeah right it sold out whatever but man i got a check man thank you for that you get your jordans now yeah at the time i was writing for the source i'm still waiting for that source check from right from 2006 but dc paid right on time and um um man that 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 was a dream bro thank you i man i thank you bro that shit was a dream for real like it's crazy like we used to do that in our bedrooms. Like we used to just set up like Ninja Turtles over here and Transformers over there, and just imagine this whole war. And mm-hmm. to be able to do that professionally and make money off it is just, it's, it's a dream. Hold up, real quick, Go, going back to that solo book, I, I got a funny story. Just two years ago, um, somebody sent me an article on AOL. AOL, I forgot the website, but AOL used to have a, a comic book blog, and they had interviewed the editor of Solo. And they asked him about your issue specifically. And they was like, hey, what was up with that Flash story? Um, you know, it's kind of all over the place. And, and the editor was like, yeah, man, it was like a great piece of fan fiction. And um, that was the biggest compliment. <laughs> I was like, yo, he gets me. But um, wow. it, was, it was just surreal. But now nah, I actually just see, you know, me just being his friend and um, – a big supporter actually to read around the internet and, and see what other people have to say about him and critics and stuff like that is like amazing because I'm like, and he won't say it about himself like ever. Wow, wow, wow. That's, this is, I mean, we're like, this is legend status right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I mean, he's really being, you know, too mild-mannered reporter over here to <laughs> speak for himself. But we actually have Superman in the spaceship tonight. Shit. Yeah, one more time. Uh, let them know where they can see this exhibit at. All right, so basically it's in Brooklyn, uh, right off the corner of Flatbush Fenimore at the spot called Delroy's, codenamed 65 Fen, um, Fen for Fenimore. And it's going to be July 11th through July 24th, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And come come through July 11th is the opening night. Um, Saturday night. Um, you know we're gonna have a party. We're gonna it's gonna be more of a celebration, and you can come through after that too. But um, definitely come party with us on Saturday night. Most definitely. And also before you get out of here, uh, or you know we might keep you around for a little bit longer. But let the people know where they can find you at. Me. Um. I'm I'm around on Marsh0110.com. Like I always, you know put my portfolio up there and cool. put regular updates or whatever is going on project-wise and whatnot. And I'm also on Facebook and all that other stuff. Just look up Damien Scott. You'll find me. Are you going to be at Comic-Con this year in New York? I'm there every year. I okay. love New York Comic-Con. So you'll and, see the family. Yeah, in Artist yeah. Alley, they'll yeah, be able to I'll find you. I'll be in Artist Alley. I'll all be right. there. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll have to stop by the table. You know, yeah, you know holler, definitely. Let, let, let's do it. I'm with it. All right. Cool. Rob? And then, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Markman. You can find me on the Loudspeakers Network at Red Light Special Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or um, log on to mtvnews.com and um, you can see the work and the interviews that we're putting out there. So, Will you be at New York Comic Con? Yeah, Dam- Damien's gone, so I- I'm there. Like, I, you know, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I-, I-, I love just just watching, just seeing how people react to him. I remember one year... um. Brooke Lopez was there from the from the um, Brooklyn Nets. Oh yeah, huge comic fan. Yeah, and I, I'm like, hey Brooke, man, I want to want to introduce you to to my guy Damien. Turned out he was already a fan and knew who he was. Wow. And, and I'm watching like this dude hobnob with like NBA players. It's crazy. So, nah, as a fan, I love to go see it. As a fan of him and just a fan of the culture. Nice. All right. Well, we got much more on this episode of Fan Bros, but we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Fan Bros? When you're not listening to the latest episode of Fan Bros, you can always head over to fanbros.com and check out our extensive library of episodes. We've had Juno Diaz, Prodigy from Mob Deep, DMC of Run DMC, and all kind of other people. Go on over to fanbros.com right now and check out that library. It's so many dope episodes. Yo, go crazy listening to them. Welcome back, fan bros. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. I know I have been, as usual. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, and this is the voice of the Urban Geek. And, you know, we had a lot of big news at the beginning, but there's been, as always, more (laughs) news coming down the pike. Yes. First off, man, Brian Singer says that Apocalypse X-Men, is it Age of Apocalypse? Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse is the true birth of the X-Men now what is that six seven eight movies later right i was about to say what does that actually mean this is now the true birth i think what he's saying is that basically this is the recasting of the x-men and this is where the true birth is so that we can make movie money and movies for six seven more movies is this the one where sansa start coming in as jean gray yes okay and um i don't know her name is playing storm oh homegirl that played Aaliyah in that god-awful lifetime movie wow Yeah. yeah this doesn't bode well. She goes, <laughs> she's like a worse Halle Berry. Ooh. 
Well, I didn't see the movie, so I can't speak to her. What the Aaliyah joint? Yeah. Oh, I did. I can't. Why? I can't speak because it was amazing. I can't. <laughs> I can't speak to her acting ability either. But um, I mean, I can't. Re- you know, it wasn't like Alexandra that, Ship. That's her name. That was not the problem with the film. You know, her acting. It, it was everything problem. else. Yeah, it was a lifetime production. <laughs> so you know, I'm sure she'll bring something to it. You know, hopefully. You know, I, I gotta say this though. It's so funny to me how people are always like, "Yo, we need Storm to be more brown skin. Alexandra isn't 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 dark enough. She needs to be darker like she is in the comic." Forgetting that Storm has blue eyes in the and, comic and white hair and white hair and is there is no African on the planet. I actually don't care as long as she's not like looking like Boo Boo Kitty from uh from um Empire. Like I, I don't I just care don't care what, what shade brown she is. I just as long don't, as she's black. Yeah, and I just don't care because like as much as I love Oro Storm, you know whatever Aurora Monroe, Aurora Monroe. <laughs> you knew I could butcher that one. But I never knew how to pronounce that one. Like it's like. She's not the representation of black women, you know, that I'm waiting for to be done on film. But for a lot of black women, particularly the black women into comics, she is the representation. Like, she is the representation Even of our strength. Even with them blue eyes? That, yeah. She, she's right? freaking storm. Yeah, but true. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's so. like, that's not the clearest one. Um, and some other news that most people probably don't care about, Unbreakable 2 might now be a possibility. Wait, that's the same joint where... Samuel fell down the steps in his wheelchair. Well, it was pushed down the steps. Yes. And then he fall down the steps. <laughs> I can't remember, but it makes me laugh every time. One That's day, what... I'll tell y'all how much I hate this damn movie. Really? I, I always hate it. I'm not a fan either. Like, wow. like what's his always. face? What, you know, uh, Die Hard. Uh, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. It takes him like 35 years to realize he's a superhero. Yeah. yeah like, there's a scene where he's like, wow, I've never been sick. Yeah. I can lift the refrigerator. Like, it was just like, <laughs> dude, I'd have known that. You know what I mean? Like, by the time like, I he would have picked six, that up. You know, maybe a decade ago. No, right. I, but but it wasn't so much. I, it just I didn't I didn't believe any of that shit. Like I honestly, <laughs> all the stuff that was supposed to be quote unquote serious, I just was busting out laughing. When well, like I said, when Samuel fell down the steps, I was Off laughing. Rolling. Whenever he come rolling, <laughs> creeping through, talking about I hate you, yeah. I dying laughing. Like I just found it hysterically funny, and I know that it wasn't meant to be funny in most of the movie. So well, yeah. I definitely did not like this film when I saw it the first time, but watching it, I've rewatched it recently, and it's it's cool nah, you know it's, no. it's nothing, that was weak weak it's nothing that i'm looking forward to like you know i'm i'm no i can't lie because if there's a part two there's a chance of samuel jetson getting pushed down more stairs <laughs> but, but that i would see i'll pay cash money to that but this goes back to the beginning about what i said about reboots a few weeks ago why are we doing this how many years later because m night Shalaman needs a hit because you can't no, do don't. a happening part two <laughs> oh, or, oh, where the grass and the trees is against you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should bring back, and he should get the seventh sense going. Yeah, for real. You know but Hallie yeah. Joel ain't I looking know, too He has Hallie not Joel. aged well at no. all. Oh, my Poor God. Hallie Joel. Like some sort of piece I see of bald people and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to waste my money. Oh, man. Okay. No. So, yeah, I don't know. Unbreakable, too. Like I said, I'd like to see Sam Jackson get pushed down more stairs. But I'd much rather see, like, a Pulp Fiction, too. You know, there's a million other Sam Jackson movies that I'd rather see over Unbreakable. Like every other movie, because he's been in, like, every movie. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Was it Amos and Andrew, the one that he's in with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, and they're, like, chained together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, there's a few that never need to see sequels. Yes, all right, that's it. And you know what time it is? It's time for my favorite segment of the week. Comics I Copped. Yes. 
And boy, you know, I've been talking about it since it started, but I just try to really big up Secret Wars. Secret Wars number four hit this week, written by Jonathan Hickman. I cannot remember the artist's name. Uh, uh, no, I can't. I know it, but I can't butcher it. So uh, sorry, you know, shout mm. out to you, homie. But you're doing great work. But the book alone is just amazing. I can't even get into it because there's huge spoilers this week. You know, if I say anything, there's a huge, huge uh, things happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shit hits you the fan. Nothing. Okay. Shit hits the fan right. this week. And this is not a fourth issue. There's only eight issues. So for once, I'm halfway through a big mega series, unlike um, Age of Ultron mm-hmm. or even the one that Original Sin, which I kind of liked. Halfway through, I'm really like, yo, this is fire. All right. So, you know. So, recommendation. Yes. Okay. I, I've been recommending it. I can't recommend every, you know, offshoot series. Some are better than the others. I uh, picked up A-Force 2, which is the all-female Avengers right. team. Yes. And we also have the blurt is the word on fanbros.com that is actually doing a recap review of every issue. Nice. The second issue made me love it even more. Uh, it got an ongoing series. After Secret Wars, A-Force will continue. Mm-hmm. So I'm hyped for that because I really like I didn't. I wasn't super hyped on the first issue. But the second issue is like, okay, got me hyped. Uh, and some beef that's going on in comics I cop, though. Dan Slott. Uh, author of the Superior Spider-Man, basically has been writing Spider-Man steady for the last three years, yeah. did a lot of big changes like Doc Ock taking over Spider-Man's right. brain, etc. And John Byrne, the old school god of comics, got into a long discussion, beef, battle, whatever you want to call it, on John Byrne's forum, where John Byrne is basically saying that, you know, when a comic creator, he believes that comics should always pretty much stay stagnant. I mean, not stagnant, it's the illusion of change is what he always talks about. Like, things should happen, and then they should always go back. Peter Parker should basically still be in high school, according to John Byrne. Uh, yeah, I, I, John uh, Byrne has a lot of, and, and like, a lot of bad ideas. Mm. <laughs> and and yeah. they, they come out, I mean, this idea, so someone who's been reading comics for 20 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, the Peter Parker is not going to have a life in like advance. Like, he shouldn't progress. Yeah. No, he should always be in high school, you know? And even even, even Wolverine gets old. Like John Byrne said it like this. He like, Peter Parker's story should always be the struggle. And then amazing, Spi- you know, when he's Spider-Man, he should always have the life. Like, in Dan Slott's new uh, series. Isn't that a little, like, too on the nose and too, like, boring? Yeah. Right. I mean, Played who out? wants to read that 600 times? Yeah. You know, obviously John Byrne thinks yeah. he should. And, but uh, except he didn't do that. He changed up all his things that he, when he took over characters, he made major changes. And no, introduced he, characters. Huge, and, ridiculous changes. But, you know, John I mean, he Byrne took the thing always. out and added She-Hulk to the Fantastic Four. And then when he wrote a She-Hulk book, he introduced her breaking the fourth wall. Right. The whole comedy aspect, which is now like a staple of She-Hulk stories. Right. And that was not there at all before him. So it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I love John Byrne. Like, I grew up on him. He was one of the greatest artists to me ever. But lately, I've noticed that he's one of those people who got old. And, you know, something happened. He just, like... <laughs> We've been talking about a lot about... Are we being ageist? Because we keep talking about how old everybody is. I just feel like, yo, you can't be so, like... 
resistant to change and the new ideas. But he's one of these people, like, when he was a little kid, he was old. Yeah, you that's what it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, like, was it Martin on The Simpsons? Like, the dude who's, you know, like, <laughs> Principal Skinner, you know. Yeah, that's definitely John Byrne. Oh, my god. No, I'm not saying he's a tattletale. I'm just saying no. he's all, like, no, you know. No, we get you. We get you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, actually, yeah. that's John Byrne right there. So, yeah, definitely, you know, if you want to check it out, it's an interesting article. Um, not really an article. It's just a long discussion between both of them. They both make – no, I can't say they both make good points. Dan Slott comes off like the winner, and John Byrne, who I love – sorry, bro, you lost that one. <laughs> you just lost. Yeah, um, and that's about it. I had to say, like I said, Secret Wars is really dope. Oh, real quick, I always talk about this book as well, but Chu reached his 50th issue. It mm. only has 10 issues left. Rob Gilroy? Yes, Rob Guillory, my Mm -hmm. boy Rob Guillory, and... Soon to be a movie, right? Or a TV show? No, it keeps getting thrown around. Latest I've heard is an animated series. Who knows what's going on with it right now? I'd rather see it as an animated series, actually, if done well. But it reached its 50th issue. Bid payoff for anybody who's been reading it. Once again, I always recommend this book. Please go check it out. Only 10 more issues left. You can wait. It'll be collected. But seriously dope. True. Not a superhero book, ill as fuck. Word. Yeah. And now it's time for Chico's Pick It Away. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you dig it? Cyrus is magic. That they they say that at one point. So Cyrus is the uh, is, is is the the well he's not the hero, but uh, if if you've never seen the Warriors and you want to see what New York used to really be like, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> th- back when New York uh, through acid trips, right, right? Back when uh, um, people were Damian all and Rob high. were talking about you know the old days in the hood. You could definitely see the Warriors on Netflix. It's definitely. Uh, an incredible movie that that captures an incredible moment in New York history. <laughs> Hold on, nobody was ever. I, look, I know gangs ran New York, but gangs were not running Dude. around in baseball jerseys. No, but the gang, <laughs> the gangs in my, the gangs in my neighborhood had uniforms. Did and, they? Okay. Yeah, like Puerto Rican dudes were running around in Davy Crockett ja- hats and like those biker cuts. Yeah, that yeah, they were, you know, that, definitely. Like it that, like like a Mad Max. Like, like that <laughs> stuff was going on. New York and was Mad Max. They take it. Yeah, yeah, New York like went bankrupt, and so. Basically, the Warriors is about uh, when the gangs in New York out um, outnumber the cops like five or ten to one, Shit. and one gang leader, Cyrus, basically tries to unite all the gangs. Don't spoil it for those no. who haven't seen it. Right, but basically things go b- badly for the Warriors, and the Warriors have to get from the Bronx back to Coney Island. With all the other gangs in New York coming after them. With no access to the A-Train. Right. I would definitely recommend ingesting some form of hallucinogen before watching this film. Like, it's a great film, definitely, but it is trippy, as Juicy J would say. It definitely is. And apparently in the book, all the characters, it's based on a book, all the characters are black in the book. They're Uh, not in the movie. So this is one of those Marvel Comics gangs (laughs) where there's definitely Puerto Rican guys, black guys. White guys. guys and white guys. There's one dude there's, with a cowboy hat. There's in like the Warriors. a ton of white guys yeah. in the Warriors. These sounds like like NPCs off of Final Fantasy. I have right. no idea. <laughs> Everyone this got shit. some weird ass. That it was outfit. based on a book. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that it was so whitewashed. I right. had no idea. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that hurts my feelings. But the leader, the leader of the Warriors is a, is a black guy. And Cyrus. And Cyrus. Is some type of brown. Right. Puerto Rican probably. Yeah. yeah. Not Desi. Not, 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 you know, Paula Deans. No, no, no. no. He's brown. a real brown. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. He definitely is. Okay. He gets a little red, too. Um, spoiler for 20 years <laughs> old movie, right. 30, 40 years old movie. It's a good summer movie, though. No, hell yeah. No, great recommendation. Nice pick of the week, Chico. Yes. Um, really quick, can I just do the guac? Can I just put out the geekly ass questions real quick? Real quick. All right. Robo for breakfast asks, which, if any, non-black directors would you trust to helm Black Panther now that Ava ain't doing it? Silence. No word. I know. I'm. I'm actually. Really I'm thinking, bro. Think. Robo breakfast. I love how you say people's names. Could we even think of anybody like? I mean, you know, there's the usual like good the directors. Usual like, I mean, I'd be interested in David Fincher and what David Fincher would do with. Why it. not? I'd be interested you know? in what uh, Martin Scorsese would do with. Right. It. Yeah. yeah but sure. No. Well, you could name anybody. Yeah, but no. No, no, sorry. but you could also. I mean, like, I wouldn't be interested to see what 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 Quentin Tarantino or would Steven do with Spielberg would. or M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So I'll go with Scorsese. All right. Cool. And you're going and with... Fincher words for me too. Yeah, I'm gonna say David Fincher just as as for the the non-black. I mean, maybe I would say there's this woman Lexi Alexander who's actually Middle Eastern and she directed Punisher War Zone. Ah. That um, is the action is great and the, rest the acting of it is, is great, but yeah, the, yeah. it's just the, it, it's it's hamstrung by the budget, but it's actually a very good movie. Definitely. She's been very vocal on Twitter and she about women in Hollywood, and she's gonna be directing some episodes of Arrow next season, apparently. Oh, all right, yeah, I'll go. So with I'm that. gonna go with Lexi Alexander. Nice. All right, um, real quick, we gotta announce the winner, man, of this week's T-shirt contest. How could we forget? We didn't even hype this up at the beginning we of the show. We didn't. We didn't. Pipe, pipe. But you know, we know that was that was calculated. So just in case y'all thought we forgot. Oh, so okay. you had to listen to the okay. whole episode to get it. I see. I see, see how you do the hip hop and geek ish winners of the week for the two. Sickest shirts. No, I won't even say that because everything we release yeah, every is insane. Is yeah. But two dope ass shirts we're giving away this week. Tatiana, who are the winners? The first winner is Mickey on Vox. And the second winner is Star Punks. That's S T A R P U N X. Congratulations, you've won. Star Punks with an X and. Mickey on Vox. I like Mickey on Vox. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. So does that mean that his, his or her voice sounds like Mickey Mouse? Is that what that is? Or I thought Mickey is on the vocals. You know, like okay. that's, you know, Johnny's, oh, so Johnny's on guitar, Mickey on, on the Vox. Yeah. Okay, okay. Or if we're doing Hunger Games lore, a Vox is a person who has their t- tongue cut out. So Wow, I didn't wow. know that. Wow. Yeah. And I, I actually read the first Hunger Games book. I didn't read the other two. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's in the other two. So. Right. All yeah. right, well, Mickey on Vox and Star Punks, That's dope. Yeah. you are the winner. There's the music you hear in the background right now. <laughs> Come on down. You've won. You'll be getting some shirts. We're still running this contest. More shirts. Shirt, who knows? Three, four, five, one, ten. Might be available next week. You're just just going to listen. Listen. Check the Instagram. Check the Twitter at Fanbros Show for more details on how you too can be a winner. And before we get out here, I gotta let you know we are always looking for more people to join the team. Always, always. Writers, editors. We got somebody in here right now shooting video. 
But mm-hmm. we're even looking for more of that. If you got internet presence, if you know how to run a Twitter account, if you got social media skills, mm-hmm. anything you can think of that would make you a valuable part of the Fan Bros Army, hit us up at contact at fanbros.com. Hit us on Twitter at fanbros show. You know what time it is. Make sure you subscribe, yeah. rate, leave a comment on iTunes. Get those ratings, five stars, right in there. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Yes. Follow us on Facebook. Yes. Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Stitcher, wherever you want to find us, the fan bros are there. Tatiana? And we pay in Chipotle gift cards and Uber rides. And gum. Wrigley's. Uh, nah, I, I get bid chew so I can give out, you know, little pieces to everyone. 